Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jackson, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Chris Bishop, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this is Naomi Thumb, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue, and we love AVA. Live Radio. Welcome to AVA Live Radio. This is episode number 554 with your host Jacqueline Jacks for Behind the Music. We'll be right back after this. Got another song for you. Saturday Back Road is coming up next with Randy Allen on AVA Live Radio. She's a homegrown kind of country girl Cute tan legs and rocking my world Somewhere between a woman and a girl We made it in a 69 pickup truck We were flying high, living carefree was the best damn time I ever did see that girl and me get out of New Orleans on a Saturday back road the only place I know takes me back to Up truck, and you can see in the heat of love. We were slamming them back the night we met. We were young and wild, I'll never forget. And I said, Run away with me.
What a great song. Saturday Back Road by Randy Allen. Please welcome him to AVA Live Radio. Hey, Randy, how are you? Hey, Jacqueline, I'm good. How are you? Awesome, thank you. Much better now. Every time I do these shows, I feel so good. (laughs) It's awesome to talk to you guys. I'm glad there's people like you that uh, get out here and help the NDRs and help them do what they do best. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, it's I well, like we were just saying in, in one of the other segments, it's it can be really challenging, right? Because it's not only about getting your music in step and having that, right? But there's so much more to it. What what's your biggest challenge do you feel at this point? Um the biggest challenge is uh marketing and promotion. Uh, mm, you know, yeah. out there and finding the people that that enjoy your music, to buy your music. And then, you know, reaching the masses to get it heard. Well, you know, I have a few artists in Asheville, North Carolina, that um, are right, you know, working with us all the time. You, one, have to get with them because locally that's going to help expand your network for sure. And it'll be nice to maybe see you guys do some collaborations and things like that. You know, even if it's a show together or something, that would be really fun to see. And two... You came to the right place because we certainly aim to please. <laughs> so getting your music in front of people is what we do. And that's just what we love to do. Tell me where you're finding the best reaction so far, you know, on social media. Has there been anywhere that you've loved to be and that you've seen a lot of people give you feedback on your music? The most, the most place I get my feedback is, is Facebook, of course. Um, mm, that's good. Yeah, but then my streaming sites, I mean, uh, SoundCloud, um, Rhapsody, uh, I mean, uh, not Rhapsody, but uh, uh, Pandora. Uh-huh. Um, you know, most of the music outlets that you that artists have connections to to their to their fans. Yeah. Um, all of them's great. I mean, it just depends on who you decide to go with and who benefits you the most and how much you interact with them. Very true. Yeah, it is. And you kind of have to have a taste for it, you know, for people that are listening that just aren't really sure where they belong or what social media page they like it. All of them are good. All of them are good. But if you don't like to use it, you won't use it well and you won't be on it. And I find that all of them are reflective of that. You know, you have to be, able to communicate one-on-one with every person until it gets so big that you can't that's like the best part of everything that's exactly right so yeah i spend most of my time on facebook and instagram and just you know i don't post music all the time but i post you know when i have events like this come up uh, i'll let people know that i will be on the radio and try to, you know, promote it as much as I can to the people that do listen to my music, people that do buy my music, and uh, get them mm-hmm. involved with me. And I, mainly my email list is where I connect a lot to a lot of people. Uh, without the email list, um, you have nothing. You don't have no way to connect with your fans on a on a personal basis. So that that's I nice love too. that you have that. Yeah, so smart. I think that probably the number one. Thing that everybody wishes they had done a long time ago is start an email list and focus on it because, you know, even though um, it progressively gets a little trickier to get emails delivered, it's still where people want to hear from you. And if you have a good open rate and people know that when they see that email, you know, they open it, then they'll keep getting it. 
it will be something that will be consistent and just grows, you know, over time. I love the fact that you did that. Do you feel that when you come out with your EPs, what's your typical like launch cycle as you, as you release something new, do you feel that that part has been a big challenge to you because, you know, social media is difficult. I mean, you put it on streaming sites, right? And you seem to be getting a really good response for it because the music is good. And I think that country music tends to have a very dedicated fan if you're in a niche. Do you find that? I do. And uh, I've been doing this since I was 28 years old. So oh, nice. I don't yes. want to build <laughs> but, uh, you don't have I've been doing this since I was 28 years old. I've been networking and stuff around Charlotte with a lot of other bands. And um, over the years, as I record music, uh, I'll go to Nashville and I'll go into the studio and I'll I'll get with other writers. I'll write songs, mm-hmm. but I don't write my own songs here at the house in my own studio. And uh, as I get into the process of writing these songs, I start building up the hype in the process. So as I build up the hype for the music, and as I go in and start writing the song, get the song created lyric-wise, and then figure out what the melody and the instruments and all the pieces that go into the music is going to be about, then I go to Nashville, and by the time I get to Nashville and we start recording music, this thing's mm-hmm. already already built up to an extreme. And if you nice. don't go ahead and start building it up before the process and let people know, hey, I'm getting ready to step in and record some more music, they won't be ready. And if you launch it too soon, then it's gonna it's gonna flop. Mm. Now I noticed that on Facebook you do some live streaming or or you do are those video clips or are those live streams? Those are live streams. Nice. And thank you so much for creating the videos. I love the, you know, the, the little video clips that you did where you're, you're saying you're coming on the show and, and you mentioned my name. That's so sweet of you. Very, very nice. I love it. I was watching those press out as we were getting ready to do the show, you know, and I think well, that's very, very important. So tell me about now, as you start to hype up what's coming out, how did you learn to do that? Like when, when did it occur to you that talking about the story was going to be one of the pivoting points of being able to achieve something once it's released? Well, you know, I learned at a young age when I first went to Nashville and recorded mm-hmm. my first George Jones song. It was a cover of uh, He Stopped Loving Her Today. And my producer, oh God, I love that song. I where is that? Do you have that on? You have that on your Spotify? I've got it on. It's not on Spotify. It's on uh, CD Baby. Um, oh I don't my have gosh! It, I don't have I've it distributed it. anywhere. You can. You can I'll go it find it. I'll go and find anyway, it. I love that song. My, go ahead. My producer told me. He said, "What you need to do when you record your music." He said, you need to start building up hype about your music before it even starts. Let people know, hey, I'm getting ready to you know, record a, record a song, mm-hmm. and I'm going to release it. And you just build that hype up. It takes you six months to hype up the song. You just keep hyping it up till that six months. And by the time you get it ready to go out, these people are, ready, these people are already begging for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, six months. Now, how do you keep them patient? 
for six months because I can't keep people patient for a cover song. <laughs> so six what? months, I think that maybe, right. you know, I would, I would learn out of, I would run out of things to, to say. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, what's your secret it, it, to keeping the hype going? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> they're just like, just sing it already. <laughs> oh, yeah, just sing it already. Just go ahead and, just go ahead and give me a taste of it. <laughs> yeah, isn't it the yeah, truth? Yeah, I'll get on there sometimes, and I'll I'll do an acoustic version and give them a, give them a, give them a taste of it, of what it's going to kind of sound like. Of course, the acoustic yeah. version is not like the studio version. So then when you get the acoustic version, then they're wondering, well, I wonder what the studio version is going to sound like. So by the time Very you get good, that, yeah. By the time you get that six months in, if you if you can if an artist can make it along, most artists only make it about four months and they're they're releasing all their music. And I don't yeah. release music all, all at one time. Good, I, you I drip release, it out. I like that. Yeah, I just yeah, I just like yeah, I, I I drip it out a song maybe every two or three months. Once I come out with a whole new whole new album and it just lingers over over maybe six or eight months. By the time I get ready to get the whole thing out, I'm ready to get step into the studio and record another another whole album. Nice. I love that. See, that's real strategy. And I think that's really important. You know, probably something, like you said, that you've learned over time and from experience, you know, and just trying to figure out how you're going to consecutively and consistently release music so that there's not a huge gap in between. I always say, look at a calendar over the course of the year and figure out exactly how many you're going to try and come up with. And if it's an EP, then make sure that you length it out, you know, so that just like what you're doing, so that it feels like people are constantly getting something new. I have three albums out. I have one, it's called, uh, it's called Trust in Me. My first song mm-hmm. is my first song that I ever written when I was, when I was 24 years old. And I wrote it about my dad because my dad oh, was skeptical no. about me going into the music business. Oh, really? So yeah. I wrote that song along with some other cover songs when I released. So that's my first CD that I released. And then I released my second album, which was um, Up Above It All. And Up Above It All, I got signed to KMA Records in, in 2008. Mm-hmm. And I recorded, I recorded my first album with KMA Records. And we had a number one hit in the UK with a song called Daddy. And then this, the Saturday Backward album is the new one that I'm getting ready to release, which is my third album. And it'll be coming out sometime in February. Well, congratulations. How do you like recording in Nashville? I personally love Nashville. It's so much fun there and people are so nice and so easy to work with. But the talent there is just far beyond what I've experienced pretty much anywhere I've recorded. How do you feel about it? I love I love recording in Nashville. I love the musicianship. Mm-hmm. I love the yeah, producers. Some of the studios down on Music Row, uh, which which Jay Jay Vern, I recorded uh, two of the tracks that's going to be on this album, and uh, he's got some excellent musicians. I've written songs with uh, Mark Allen Barnett in Nashville, who wrote David Ball's uh, mm-hmm. "Too Much Blood," "Too Much," "Too Much Blood," in my alcohol level for David Ball. <laughs> Wrote with Jimbo Henson, who wrote Party Crowd. Every time I hear that, you know, we're getting some music out of Nashville, I know what I can pretty much expect. I very rarely get something I don't absolutely love and think that, you know, hey, this is going to be 
a dream to market and a dream to, to introduce to people because I know I'm going to get the feedback and the relax and the reaction that, you know, that we're, we're set out to get. It makes it so much easier. At what point did you decide to go to Nashville? You did that a long time ago. I did that a long time ago. Um, I always yeah. knew that. You I'm, just knew the I, importance. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I wanted to go to Nashville because I knew the importance, the, the importance of having excellent, music behind you especially when you're going to release it and mm-hmm. plus studio time if you don't if you don't get with musicians that do it on an everyday basis you can mm-hmm. type a lot of money in recording isn't that uh, the my truth first, yeah my, my first my first song that i ever tried to record in a home studio uh it took us over over 13 hours to record one song oh my gosh it just didn't sound good so I took the yeah. same song to Nashville. We recorded the song in less than two hours. And it's incredible, it, isn't it? Yeah, and we had everything perfect. Mm-hmm. They are. They, I mean, if you use session musicians there in the studio, it's liter- It's it's incredible watching them work. I mean, they they can't not handle anything. And yes, they tend to really want you know, the sheets, they want everything mapped out for them because they just want to get in and do their job. And that's how professional they are. They don't want to waste your time, you know, and they don't want to waste their time either. But if you have it all planned and you know what you're doing and you've got a great producer in there, you know, not just, you know, an engineer that doesn't get your vision and doesn't understand where you're going, then it can just be magical. You can get pure magic out of Nashville, you know, more often than not, for sure. You sure can. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a, a being a musician, if you don't have a lot of money to work with, you don't have a lot of money to throw into studio time and to try to record music, and then you're going to try to put it out. You just don't have the money left to go in with your marketing plan. So, so true. Yeah, yeah you, you have to watch and consider everything. Yes. What do you feel today? Do you feel that country music is is stronger than ever, or do you feel like there's been a little pushback? And not as like, it's not as represented in streaming sites. I feel like music, country music today is um, it's it's kind of in a limbo. I think I think we're going back around to more traditional country, where country is more real, talks mm-hmm. about more more uh, more real aspects of people's lives, uh, rather than just songs that's made up. And just kind of, uh, kind of wrote from another number one hit. Um, I can understand that actually, because social media, what we know about social media, that's really clear, is that music is not going to please every listener, and so um, independent radio stations are niching down the markets more than ever. And I find that if you're in pop country it's a lot, it's treated a lot differently and you have different ways of marketing it than you do traditional. And if you niche down to more traditional sounds on the internet, cause it's such a big internet, you can find your listener faster and yes. build your career more quickly because yes. now you've gotten a situation where you're not gunning for 200 billion people and trying to make a dent. You're actually gunning for like millions of people but still you're able to gather them faster because people recommend music that they most search for 
see? Well, I look, so I, I totally get that. I look at it like this. Why play in why play in Luke Bryan's pond, which is millions of people, yeah. when you can get a small <laughs> pond and play for your own fan base of a couple thousand people? So true, oh. which will really a couple thousand people listening actively will produce millions of reach. It really will. It oh. does not take as much as you think to get a track to, to be you know, heard by millions of people. It's amazing. You just have to just plan it and really go after that niche. If an artist can get a thousand listeners, a thousand buyers mm-hmm. at 99 cents a song, that's a pretty good profit at the end of the year. It sure is, right? I know. I mean, sure. since you brought it up, let's just let's just attack it a little bit because like, you know, I know that often I'm always saying in the beginning, it's not about getting the 99 cent download, right? Because the music is typically it's out there to make an impression. But once you get people on your email list, you got something different. And this is something that you're experiencing that I talk about all the time, but nobody really truly believes me that if you build your email list and you see an open rate of 60% or more, you're really onto something because now you've got an audience that is not opening your email anywhere else. They are just you and them in that moment in time. And so if you have special products, merchandise, limited edition products. If you have different versions that you're not going to stream, but you can get on a 99 cent download, there's so many ways to make sales because you've just removed them from where all the noise is, right? That's, that's your personal contact. That's your, that's your personal connection with your, with your one and only fan. Mm -hmm. And if you only had a thousand fans that were active and you released one song, then that means you're making about a thousand dollars almost every single time you release a new song. And That's right. it's real easy to, I mean, if you're really active and you're, you're doing this and really focused on it, I find it very, very easy to get hundreds of people to join the list over time because they'll recommend you. And if you, let's face it, you know how to press out a song for six months. So (laughs) you can certainly drip them into that email when you're doing it that way, you know? So it's a great strategy. That's exactly right. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's incentive. You know, stretch it out. I mean, you know, make the people want the music. Yeah, I mean, unless you have the capabilities of producing right from your house and you're producing so much quantity, then you go about it. I would still go about it the same way, actually, because I would make people join that email list. I don't want to be, you know, uh, put off by the Facebook algorithm or be at the mercy of YouTube and their notification systems. I mean, nobody wants that. And in the end, remember MySpace, right? We have to always remember MySpace and all the other apps that have disappeared. They've all come and gone. That's right. Yeah, MySpace it didn't last very long, and I was I was part of it, and really? I didn't get yeah, and I didn't get near as as the as the reaction to when Facebook come. Then I jumped on yeah. Facebook, got rid of MySpace, and it's like my music just kind of took off, and people just really connected with it on there. And, yeah, uh, isn't that great? Now the algorithms of Facebook starting to change again. And they are. So, they yeah. are, yeah. Well, I mean, here's here's what they said is they're saying that they don't want people linking as much off of the pages. So honestly, I still have a ton of traction on all of our business pages. 
Okay, so what they're saying about how they're not going to show them in the news feed, if people are already getting your notifications, then they're still getting your notifications. And if you're having a conversation with a couple on any post, it's going to show more people because it, it builds up like a validity. It's kind of like coins in a bank, you know? The, the last post that gets interaction that you do right is going to help your next post get shown. That's still happening. But anything with advertising in it or with um, words that are like directional words, like share, like comment, you know, all those things, those directional words will keep the post from being showed. So that's only going to be shown to people who actually land on your page and search your timeline. That's That's really where we're at. But when you live stream or you launch a video, that is depending on what you put in the message is going to really, really work for you and reach the people or not, right? And that's what you're experiencing probably. Yes. Yeah, it depends on what you're putting in the message. And if you don't put the right thing in, and you, you can't get people to interact with it. And that, right, because it, it doesn't go to them. Yeah, very, very true. But see, I still think Facebook, see, I get a lot of interaction on Facebook. And of course, with the station and, and all of the artists and, you know, a lot of people that do like to connect on Facebook, they just go there and they just do it. So I think that even though it's going to go through a lot of transitions in this next year, if you bring it back to exactly what you're saying, connecting with your audience, and you spend that time with them, then you won't go wrong on Facebook because as the noise clears away, you know, if they're not supporting news, then that's great. Our timelines are going to be clear. And as conversations happen, more people are going to see them. So I've already benefited from that. You know, I think that you will too. I agree. And like Facebook said, you know, he said he's going to make it more family oriented. Hey, you treat your fans, treat your fans like family. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. right, yeah, you've, you really just have it so right, you know, Randy, you're going to be, you're such an inspiration to people that are listening right now, because you're, you're actually doing one of the things that I'm always telling people to do, and that's connect, get them into your email list, get them excited about the new song coming out, so that it is special, and that they have anticipated and that they know that they're going to get something else from you as well. So, you know, you, you're creating that long line of consistency and dividing it up over time so that it doesn't feel like you are able to disappear. And then you're filling in the gaps with live streams and, and lots of content. And that's great. Really, really great. Good stuff. Cool. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So when does, when does the next one come out? Uh, the next track's going to come out sometime in February. Oh, my goodness. So we're right on it. That's amazing. Right I can't wait. What can I expect from it? What am I going to hear? This one this here one is going to be I more, love. More, it's going to be more traditional, bluegrassy, kind of uh, truck driver looking for a new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what a great song you released. I really appreciate you bringing that to me. And, you know, Saturday Back Road, it tells a great story. I really like it. Very, very nicely done. Well, I appreciate you having me on here today, Jacqueline. You're welcome, Randy. So great to meet you. And I'm so excited for everybody to hear this. So I cannot wait to see the reaction when they start to hear more about the story. You have a great one. You too. 
That was Randy Allen on AVA Live Radio. Behind the Music with Jacqueline Jacks, episode number 554. He is on Spotify, guys, with this song. And all of his inventory, you know, like he said, he's, he's been releasing albums. He's been doing it a long time. You can tell, you know, he's very, very comfortable with where he's at and what he's got ahead. And he's very confident. And I think that, that it does come with time and it comes with experience. He's, he's got a, a road to a route of which he releases music. He knows exactly where to get it produced. And he's kind of got that whole thing worked out, which a lot of people, it's totally understandable if you're not there yet or you're trying to learn how to produce your own so that you can save on cost. That's not a bad thing either. Artists that are doing all of that and they're you know, just doing what feels most authentic and works for them. So you've got to make those choices for yourself. And just remember, there's so much hope out there. Don't lose hope. You just have to work a social media page that you're comfortable with. And that's not where your followers should be. Like Randy pointed out, your followers have got to be on your email list because that's where you're really not going to lose touch with them. You know, one little example before we go into the next segment. I have met and not seen a lot of people through Facebook. I have thousands and thousands of people that I can remember that I have not seen in over a year. Now, that might be because Facebook's not showing, you know, and we lost touch and I didn't reach out or they didn't reach out. And so, therefore, we're not connected on Facebook anymore or they just left the platform. If you think of a 10-year span and how many people could be on your email list, making sure that they don't lose track of you or interacting on your own website, on your blog post. Or, you know, you embed your videos there and then you leave it open to comment. There's so many ways of making sure that you don't lose contact with your fans and that you stay in their eyeline with regular, consistent, you know, content being put out. And it's not a matter of just the song. It's a matter of the song, the behind the music, the behind the scenes, the interviews, the videos, the lyric videos, the live performances where you're playing, you know, live streams. All of that is all content for your newsletter. So just think about that when you're thinking about music marketing. 